0: Hi, and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. This is Mariana. And Elizabeth. Hi. Well, hey different, hey. different time. Well, you know. You know what I
1: noticed, by the way, speaking of, because, you know, sometimes we record things um, at weird, like, times, or we record two episodes in a week or whatever, which is totally, like, how podcasting people do it, but sometimes we try to pretend like we didn't do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we should just own it. And so, like, if we record at a different time or whatever day we record on, we should, maybe we should start saying it at the beginning. I mean, we've had over 100 episodes now. So, you know, like. Yeah, people know. Documenting it. Because, like, I think it was a Book Riot podcast that I was listening to the other day. And they were like, this episode was recorded on. And they said the date. And I was like, hey, that's useful. Because then if they record, like, a few in a row and, you know, they know, you know when they were talking from and if like there's something that you're like why haven't they talked about this yet that's been in the news it may be because it was recorded before that thing broke or whatever so I thought that was well
0: and I was gonna say or I can just own the lullaby music that's in the back that's allowing (laughs) Ben to sleep can you hear it
1: no I can't hear it
0: well if you out there can hear it just don't nod off I mean we've got good things to say tonight
1: I yes, but it is do. tonight.
0: We're do. having a happy hour show. We sure are. We have our respective tasty adult beverages. mm mm-hmm.
1: Mhm. It's a good a thing. Blood blood orange tangerine hard apple cider, artfully crafted by Common Cider Company. Very nice. I've got they're, um they're a blurry. Gl- well, we should put that in the show notes. Why not? Yeah, put their their marketing is hilarious. It's this is what joy tastes like. Just so you know, what's it called again? Drinking, uh, it's a common. It's called Common Cider Company. Blood orange, tangerine, hard apple cider.
0: (laughs) Sam was getting on me about my typing again, but you know what? Look, I'm writing the show notes. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, well, I I just have a glass of red wine. It's the same one that, uh, Thomas Whitley picked out for our wedding. So nice. Cheers. Nice. Classic, Classic. cheers. Hey, how's your <laughs> week going? I mean, Thursday night, you've almost made it to the weekend, but if you're working for yourself, there is no weekend. So right. Right. No, it's going pretty good. Um, I,
1: um, Oh, there's so many different thing, aspects that I want to talk to you about having to do with my week. Um, but so, like, what I just put down to come and record this, because it's, like, now 6 o'clock here um, in the evening. And so what I just put down to come record this is the memoir that I'm trying to help ghostwrite for this two-star general retired guy. And and Are you allowed I've- to tell what happened to the other person? What do you mean? How you got this project? Oh, I don't know. I mean, did I? I don't remember if I did or not. Anyways, so the the well for listeners, if you don't already know, if I haven't already mentioned it, um, the reason that I have this project at all is because um, someone that I know that I haven't talked to in like two years, recommended me for the, recommended me for the gig, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, And then, and she was just someone that says, oh, hey, I know a writer who has a sense of humor. Her name is Elizabeth. Why don't you talk to her? Um, Which was super cool. But the reason that this, this gentleman was looking for someone to help him ghostwrite is because his previous ghostwriter suddenly died. Like he had cancer and didn't tell, his client about it and then he died. And so the client was like, uh, what just happened? And I need somebody to help me finish this. And so
0: enter me stage right. Um <laughs> and- yeah, I'm thinking like this, how you got this gig and your story in this aspect would be a good book <laughs> as well. Right. It, it would I mean, who make expects to trip. get a gig because someone has passed away? You know, it's doesn't happen, and they a hadn't lot, revealed right? to the person who they were working for that they were sick. I think more it would make a better short
1: story than it would a book. But um, no, we'll so go I'll, I'll keep that in my short story. Um, but yeah, so I've been I've been avoiding working on that all week actually um, <laughs> because. Because I have mental issues associated with it right now, most of them having to do with the imposter syndrome monster that's like, oh my God, you're never going to be able to do this. You just need to like give it up and run away. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We can do this. We can do this. I just have to like figure out my angle, like how to get in and, and work it out and what I need to do. And so I've been like doing stuff around it and like administratively doing things to like, Organize some stuff, and all of a sudden, I figured out like that I can stop stressing about it, like just in the last hour because Ooh, um, nice because I've been like I've been putting it into Scrivener so that I can see what's where, and there's about 35,000 words to it, which we that's amazing already. So I was like, hey, look, there's already a first draft here, so I just need to whip out my editing skills. That I can do without like freaking out about it. And yes, there's going to be some content generation that still needs to go on. Um, But like I just printed out the first chapter to it. and, um, And I'm like, whoa, this is really kind of a mess. And there are things in here like where he's trying to talk about his genealogy. And like some of the explanation doesn't add up. Like where the one... Mr. Taylor came from that first came to the United States and like where he ended up and where he died and then where his family was when they came, I, it just like, it, it started getting really murky and I had been messing with it on the computer and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I can't see anything about it. And then I printed it out and I was like, oh, Hey, look,
0: there are the problems. <laughs> so huh, isn't that funny, much better, much better right now. Well, and so the, here's an interesting thing too, because when you have that content and <clears throat> you know me, I'm just, I'm a drafter. So I just put the words on the page. <laughs> then I figure it out later. And I'm in a ghostwriting situation where I actually reveal that to the client, not the, not the very first one, but you know, the second or third, yeah. which is still kind of revealing. So yeah. That's how I'm doing it, but but do you get into these situations where you agree to do something and then you have to figure out how to do it later? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the thing It's is hard to be an entrepreneur, happens. I think. What's that?
1: Well, that happens a lot, right? Like that whole, you just kind of dive in feet first and you're like, ah, I'll figure it out. I mean, what, is it Ray Bradbury? I feel like he's been quoted a lot this week just saying that... I'm going to look it up. The quote by him that says, you know, you, you jump and figure out how to build a parachute on the way down
0: or figure out how to fly yeah. on the way down. Well, or um, Sam and Thomas had a whole show where they talked about you have to act like you've been there before. Right. And, and there is a sense that you have to do that as you're creating uh, a business for yourself, but also creating, just creating. I think anytime you're creating, you have to, Tell yourself that you've been there before, even if you haven't written in this manner before, or even if you haven't spoken in this venue before. Okay, but I've spoken before people before. I've spoken before people (laughs) about publishing or editing before. And then you get yourself into this. oh, I can do this. Okay, because you've tricked yourself into uh, pushing down or pushing out that imposter syndrome. And and you have to do those tricks, I think. I have to do them. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the mental
1: gymnastics. Please say you have to, too. Yeah, the mental gymnastics is, like, intense. It's it's really intense. But um, I think it's, you know, for those of us that start out with less confidence, it's something that's necessary in order to do the things we want to do. We just kind of have to be like, you know what, I'm just going to figure this out. Because if I don't, I'm just going to sit here and never do it. And that's not acceptable. So, so here's for me, the thing. I was just going to say for me in this particular situation, this is an opportunity that's just been like dumped in my lap. So like not doing it, not trying to figure it out means I don't really want to do it. So I'm like, no, 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 I really do want to do this. So I'm going to push myself past the anxiety and past the like, the nerves and the imposter syndrome to, to figure things out until it's not working anymore. And when that point happens, then yes, maybe I'll move on. But until, until that point you, you work on it, that's how you get experience. So anyway,
0: I think that's absolutely true. And I think when you get into those situations where you're kind of uh, swirling into the imposter syndrome or the, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. Oh, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't, Whatever it is, whatever your little cyclone is, everybody's got one. (laughs) You got to have ways. I like the way you described it, mental gymnastics to get yourself out of it. Okay, well, I need to grab this bar and then swing to this next bar. (laughs) And I I think of uh, our oldest is really big into uh, monkey bars. And for the longest time, she could only do the bars and she couldn't do the rings. But now she's figured out how to do the rings because she was trying to do the rings and putting two hands on each ring, which Mm -hmm. is how you do monkey bars, right? One hand, one hand, one hand, one hand. But then she realized, oh, on the rings, I've got to do it differently. I've got to do one hand and then swing to the next hand. And I never get two hands in one place. And I think that's a a lot of core strength, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. And arm strength. I can't do it. (laughs) But I think about this and I think about, you know, the way she—it it involves letting go of that hand that you're used to having right there—and I think that's a really exactly. good image for writers and publishers and editors and anybody who's out there who's tried to start their own business. Good gracious, I mean, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you feel like you're hanging on by just a pinky, you know. But if you can like, swing no, yourself I into I can't it, let go of this thing. I can't let go of this thing. It's the only thing I know. <laughs> it's the yeah. only thing I've got. <laughs> Yes, so if you can hang on with that pinky long enough to swing yourself to the next ring and grab hold with, you know, a whole hand, that makes a big difference. Yes, but but here's here's my thing is, you you can't stop swinging. You got to keep swinging. Right? Do you hear what he's doing right now? That's a daily boys. Boys keep swinging. Okay, you've got you've got to account for this noise. Sam has come in. I'm going to play the bully song. Did you want to say know. something about the... Kindle? Are you guys talking? About that? No, we're not talking about no. that, but you're welcome to. Before.
1: Just message me when you're ready.
0: You're just going to pop back in. Why not? So <laughs> He's gone. Again. Bye. You never know who's going to show up here on Thinking Out Loud. People pop in and pop out. Dogs crashing. Babies.
1: (laughs) Babies. Silly.
0: Anyway, so I feel like since we're having a happy hour, you know, we can be a little more confessional. I feel like I've been hanging on by a pinky. And just this week, I feel like I've swung and I've got a firm grip on something. I don't really know exactly what it is because I think when you own your own business, sometimes it moves and it changes in ways that you didn't really expect it to, or at least that's been my experience. Please say it's been yours I'm looking for affirmation here. (laughs) You you. got it. You got it. So sometimes those things, you you think you have this vision and this idea of what something's going to be, whether it's a manuscript, whether it's a business, whether it's a job, whatever you think. And then it starts morphing and it starts changing or it starts becoming something you don't love to do anymore. And it feels just like work, not like work, but gosh, this is fun work. And so I think you have to allow yourself to recreate that. You have to allow yourself to look at the manuscript differently. You have to allow yourself to look at different possibilities to expand what you're doing in order to make it something that you really truly love again
1: yes because that's kind of the point i think i was saying that um in something i, I was writing earlier this week that like if it if you don't love it like what are you what are you torturing yourself for so you have to you have to be willing to like to be invested be- in it and to know when to say no. I think that was something Elizabeth Gilbert, she had on her Instagram and it's in one of her books, how to know when to say not this. So like, yes, this, but not this. And like give up some opportunities because you're, you've realized or you already
0: know that it's not the right one. So anyway, I like that. Yes, this, not that. Right. But sometimes I feel like you don't know that until you try and it fails. Right. But then like, that's the thing that like, you have to remind
1: yourself and that people get hung up on is the fact that like failing is not a bad thing. Like failing doesn't mean the world's going to end and you never get to do this again. It means that that thing didn't work. And so you have to find something else.
0: Who was it that was just talking about failure like this? Oh, you know what it is? It's in the book that I'm reading. Rising Strong by Brene Brown. Do you have this one? You're going to love it if you do. No, I don't have that
1: one in particular.
0: Well, I'll send you my copy once I finish. But you have to send it back eventually. (laughs) Okay. I can do that. You're going to love it, though. You're going to love it. I'm sure I will. I liked liked Daring Greatly a lot, so... So here's what I was going to say. I was going to say that uh, I was going to be true confessional and say, I've been listening to all your great success and been like, why can't I have that great success? (laughs) You know why? Because I was stuck doing the same things that I've been doing over and over again. Mm. And when you do those over and over again, they don't always work.
1: Not always. And sometimes, yeah, so sometimes shaking it up is what helps you, like, find your groove. And then sometimes it just, like... Uh, sloughs off all of the stuff that is not working so that you can get to the stuff that is working. So yeah, I've been feeling pretty That's good. That's a good way to put it. Slough it off. This week. Exactly. It's Or if you want to go Taylor Swift, shake it off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, I've been like, I've been having some good stuff go on recently. And, um, and part of it is because I'm like really like working my way to the stuff that actually works, um, and part of it is because I'm I'm owning my failures, and so when I screw up, I acknowledge it and I look for feedback and like ways that I can fix what I did or um, learn from what I did wrong and um, and turn it into something that goes more right. So,
0: so how is that process for you? Are you a big fan of saying you've messed up?
1: No, no. That was me the other (laughs) week. I fling myself on the floor and cry and like freak out because I'm like, oh my God, I'm bad at this and it's horrible and I messed up and it's awful and the world's going to end. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, (laughs) I'm not dead yet and I'm having a little monster temper tantrum and it's going to go away and I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to brush off and figure out what I learned and then do it differently next time. So...
0: Right, so can you tell any more specifics about about what brought that realization on? <laughs> you don't have um, to. I can share no, one of mine. No, well, no, I don't. I can't because we don't usually get this real. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs>
1: it's a good place to be. Real is good. I like real. It works. Yeah, but no, I can't. I can't really share the specifics on that particular one. Suffice it to say, that particular. Well, there were two different instances in the same week with two different clients that something oh, no. like that happened. And and one of them has disappeared, which I was relieved about, and the other one has forgiven me and sent me another project. So it it worked.
0: <laughs> I worked my way through it. You made it through. <laughs> hey, she's standing on the other side. Cheers. Woohoo! Clink. Clink. So mine was uh Thinking that as uh, a new press, that I was the same as some other independent press that had be- presses that had been in business for you know twenty five years, mm-hmm. and I'm not. <laughs> what? So you're not? I'm not. Right. So I thought Shock. that I needed to to do, especially the printing part of the publishing process, the way other people were doing it. Mm. And now and you're I don't. not.
1: And I'm not. You're just going to do it differently. Own it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is actually, interestingly, it's actually the original model that I went, that I came up with for Harrelson Press. Uh, my calculations were just a bit off. You know, huh. I'm a word person, not a number person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've
0: you've learned something.
1: Now you can yes. move forward. I hope so. I'm sure you can.
0: But I think this is really difficult when you get into these slumps and you don't. I mean, for me personally, I gotta have somebody that gives me a little kick and says, "Get off the floor! Mm-hmm. You gotta get up. You gotta yeah, there's stuff to do."
1: Yeah, that um, I I have that person. It's my husband, and he's just. I like, was gonna. It, I thought it, it was gonna be tag. <laughs> no tag will just lay down next to me <laughs> on the floor. Noah's like, "Okay, so you're not dead yet." what can you do next? And I'm like, I don't know yet. And then I like figure it out later. I'm like, okay, shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, thank you.
0: <laughs> I mean, thank you. Love you. I mean, thank you. I love you. But um, uh, yeah, for me, it is my husband as well. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah so that uh, for our listeners should translate to, you need to have somebody to a, hold you accountable to figuring your shit out. and I just said that on there. Um, That's okay. And then B, to like not let you back away from something when it gets a little hard because honestly doing anything like we're doing, whether it's running your own business or um, whether it's writing a book, like it's the same, right? They're right
0: not easy. Well, and you have to have someone who looks at you and says, yeah, but you are a writer. Yeah, but you are an editor. Or you are a business owner. Like, you can't get away from that because this is who you've identified as. So, guess what? Buckle up, cowboy. Cowgirl. You gotta ride. (laughs) Well, you know. We're We're all learning, so... So you were in the same kind of position and I was in the same kind of position, but we were out, out psyching out each other. (laughs) It's really
1: okay. I think, um, is that accurate? I probably, yeah, that we're both like, uh, and I think that that's the danger of like comparing yourself to other people, um, at all really is that you, you don't pay attention to like what, what part of the process they're actually in. You only like pay attention to what they're showing you is the process that they're in. And so like, yeah, social media is really awesome for that. Right. Because you're like, you see everybody's happy family pictures and you you don't see the stuff that's going on in the background. And then one day you're like, Oh, whoops, not as happy as it looked like it was. But by that time you've already had like a complex and had to go to therapy for like years because You're like, my life is all screwed up and I'm not like, I don't have 10 children and half of them, you know, going to Ivy League universities and, you know, or whatever your milestones are that you think you need to have to be the best version of yourself because probably you already are anyways.
0: Yeah, or at least you're on the way. And here's the thing is that it's not you know, this thing's not over till we're dead, right? So you got to keep on. You can't just give up halfway through because that's not living. That's not right. recreating. That's not being creative. That's not engaging in this wonderfully awesome and extremely frustrating process of being someone who is a creator and who lets that creative energy flow through you to other people. That's risky, exactly. by the way. Don't do it. I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, you sometimes you end up on the floor, you know, crying. Um, for Which me, it's in the closet. Really okay. I mean, it's okay.
1: Yeah, sometimes that's a good. You have to feel I mean, the that's a good. It's a good cleansing process. It helps you recognize when you've like hit a moment that is hard to manage. You know, like if you didn't have the emotion, then you might just sit still and never actually do anything but like
0: yeah and you you know i've i've heard it described in my teaching days uh called leveling up you know you you get to a certain point and you feel really confident on that and then you got to level up you got to take it to the next level and it's the same thing as if you're training for a 10k for a half marathon whatever it is yeah you get to the point where you're like hey i can run a mile that's awesome Mm -hmm. i haven't been able to run a mile well, okay, but you can't just run a mile every day or, you know, five times a week until you get to the half marathon. You got to level up. Right. You, you got to run 3 miles, then you got to run 5 miles, then you got to run 7 miles. And the same is true as a writer or as a business owner, you have to keep pushing yourself. And it's exhausting and exhilarating and frustrating Why? and all those things in one.
1: Yes. And to uh extrapolate on your metaphor that you just used there. Um, I've been leveling up my business processes this week. I have like three different things that I've done. Do you want to hear about them? Are you excited? Oh yeah. Um, So the first thing that I did was I took the leap and I have made myself an editorial calendar for 2016 And so what that means is I have listed dates on which I shall be publishing for my blogs, both of them, and for my newsletter. And I'm like projecting out across the weeks different topics to talk about. So that sometimes, you know, if I'm like, oh, this is what I want to write about this week, then that's what I'll write about anyways. But for the times when I'm like, "Eh, there's nothing that I really want to say, no, I have stuff Planned to say, that is an awesome idea. I love it. Well, I I stole this idea from Gabriela Pereira of DIY MFA, who I've been like um, doing her podcast with her, and I hover around and do stuff for DIY MFA all the time. And recently, um, I've been helping her with her book launch, and um, she's organized a street team um, to like read and review her book before it goes live in June, and. Um, So as part of that, she developed an editorial calendar to communicate with those people and keep them active and engaged. And I just like watched the whole process unfold. And I was like, that is incredible. And that's what she does for everything. And she's like got things active and um, dynamic um, interactions going on on her website. Actually, her website was listed in Writers Digest as one of the top 101 websites for writers on the internet, which is huge. Um, and so I was like, I was like, dude, that's actually really easy to do. And, and it takes some of the pressure of content creation off because, you know, you sit down and you brainstorm and then like, you're not like having to do the brainstorming and then the writing at the same time you brainstorm and then you're like, okay, I have this topic. Now I can start thinking about it and organizing it in my head. And then when I'm ready to write about it, it will come out in a more, um,
0: a more orderly fashion. So, so, what was your hesitation before in doing that oh. or planning it out? Because it's commitment. <laughs> because yeah, and like, it's uh, oh and commitment. Oh, scary. Oh, I don't want to think about that. But yeah. I, but I think it's deeper than that too. I think people who consider themselves creatives feel like that's a bit too planned. You know, mm-hmm. you and I both admit we're we're very good pantsers. Right. So you wouldn't plan it out before because that's stifling the creative spirit a little bit.
1: But I acknowledge I acknowledge that um, (laughs) that I'm a lazy human being. And therefore, like, if I'm given the opportunity (laughs) to back out of something, I will do it.
0: Therefore. Okay. So now you're psyching yourself out at your own mental gymnastics game that you do to get out of (laughs) something.
1: Exactly. So, no, but so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a way for me to say, look, this is something that I can do. Um, And actually I I used that on a client this week um, who wanted me to help her um, get her brain around blogging and she's somebody else who also is very like creative and organic with her life. And so I, um, I mentioned having an editorial calendar so that she can regularly post. And she was talking about not having enough time to write or, you know, like how often could she really? And I was like, okay, so well, and she's like not in a writing profession. She's in a, um, a mental health profession. Um, and so like, she doesn't, her rules may be a little bit different. And so I was like, well, you know, you don't have to post every day. You don't have to post every week. You can post once a month on your blog. And I was like, so then that's what eight more months in 2016. So then that's eight topics that you have to think of. And if it takes you like an hour to write each blog post, that's eight hours for the whole year. So I was like, you can do that in a day if you want to, or you can grab a chunk of it right now and do like parts of it. And like, Get yourself closer to that point. Um, you can schedule stuff out early, like whatever you want to do. And then I was like, "Yes, see, this is what I've been telling myself for the past couple of weeks now. Like, and it, and it works." And she was like, "This is okay. Yeah, you're right. This is manageable." I'm like, "Yes, it's manageable. We can do this." So, um, so yeah, that was uh, game changer number one for me this week. <laughs> um, okay. Game changer number two. For me, Gosh, you've been really leveling busy. up. I know, leveling up um, is I somebody um, Gabriella again. She uh, sent me an invitation for like three months of a trial for this um, app for my iPhone that's called Todoist. Instead of to do list, it's to doist, um, and it's an app that is a to do. That's list app, clever. Basically. Wait, so then, hold on, spell it for yeah. me. T-O-D-O-I-S-T. Oh. But so then to it's to like an, a to-do list for your for your phone. And so I can like add stuff in and categorize it by, um, you know, project that it is, whether it's personal, whether it's work, you know, whether it's something else. If it's a book I want to read, I can add labels. I can add due dates and it'll pop up with notifications and reminders on my phone for me of, hey, you know, you need to be looking at this and finishing it. So I've been messing with that. And it's actually been useful because, you know, there were times when I'm like walking the dog and I'm like, oh, I need to remember to do this thing when I get back. And I don't know if anyone else out there is like me at all, but I say I need to remember and the chances of me remembering are about (laughs) 50-50. But I put in my little to-do list and it popped up with a reminder for me when I got back and I was like, oh, hey, yeah, I need to do that thing right now. So which in that case was important. I needed to send somebody an invoice. So I was like, okay, okay, that's good. Um, so boom, that's uh, my my productivity app number two. And then the third one, and I'm really interested to see how this one works out in the long run, but it's uh, another app recommended by Gabriella. I swear she's the queen of productivity. Um, but this app is called Rescue Time. Um, And it's for your computer rescue time, and you run it in the background of what you're doing, and so you keep track of your hours, what you're doing, um, and you like put in things that it should watch out for as like things that are time wasters, and then things that are where you're most productive, Um, and it will it will assign values to things, and it will show you what your percentage of productivity was for the day, how long you spent working that day. Um, what hours you are more productive or less productive, and there's like a whole slew of things that I haven't even figured out yet because I've only been using the thing for four days. But um, I'm like super fascinated by it. So, um, and to yeah, just, so like, does it give me like a productivity and figure out like um, when I work best, how I work best, and also how to keep from doing things that are wasting time, like staring at Facebook or. Something like that. I don't know. So,
0: so does it give you a little notification or some kind of something if um, you are somewhere that you I haven't you, okay, tried. Wait, explain this a little bit better. You you so you put like Facebook on as something that is a time waster.
1: So yeah, like I you, haven't tried to see if it has anything for um, like notifications, but you can block certain. Oh, look, see, yeah, it does. It has. I just had this is parts of things that I haven't even
0: looked at yet. Um, to like, it gives you like a to, buzz or, or like a, something like that, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And it yeah. also has, um, like you can, you can block certain websites for certain amounts of time, you know, um, so that, you know, if you're one of those people that just kind of randomly you alt tab and all of a sudden there you are staring at Facebook and you're like, how did I even get here? Um, you can block those things so that that doesn't happen, um, or doesn't ah. happen as much. Um, and, and yeah, but it like it analyzes cause it runs on your desktop. So then it like, it's analyzing when you're using the web, what p- kind of pages you're looking at. It also analyzes, um, your like, your programs that you're using, if you're using Word or Scrivener or something like that, it will, um, it will categorize those kind of things as well. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm experimenting with that and trying to figure out how to make the most of the time that I'm spending working. And, and partly, um, it's actually making me feel better. (laughs) Because yesterday, especially like, I felt like I was not very productive at all. But then I went and looked at, my productivity percentage on rescue time. And it was like, Hey, look, you spent this much time doing this. And I was like, Oh, Hey, look, I did like, I might've been staring at the page for a while because I was
0: still trying to figure something out. But, but like, you're, you're still actively engaged in that. You're exactly. like, Yeah. That's productivity. <laughs> yeah. And I think exactly about this so. sometimes for, for, you know, I think that as entrepreneurs, we're very much more critical of our time and how we spend it. Than people who are, for instance, sitting in the office. Because part of your job, if you have one of those jobs where you go, is that you're there. Like your presence is there. So sometimes, I mean, you're not busy for one reason or another. But you're there in case somebody needs you. And in those times in the entrepreneurial world, like I do the laundry or... (laughs) you know, I take the dogs for a walk or something like that. In those times where I don't really just need to be sitting there. Right. So it can make you feel not productive if you've had one of those jobs in the past where you just have to kind of be there.
1: Mm -hmm. It's true. And and sometimes like part of that where you're processing um, stuff that you're working on, um, that's also productive time, but it doesn't equate to words on the page always. Right or right, I don't know whatever else people do besides type um, for work. It doesn't yeah, always equate for
0: work, <laughs> right? But like, but email sent, just like deliverables being delivered,
1: present and and processing that also is
0: productive. Yeah, I'm really glad that we had a happy hour show this week because uh, I feel like we got a little more truthful, a little more real.
1: <laughs> Definitely. What else um, are you thinking about? I sorry, I we're breaking up a little bit on this end. So sometimes I'm missing what you're saying right now. Uh oh. So if there's awkward pauses, it's not always because I don't know what to say in response. It's like,
0: oh, oh, <laughs> Sometimes it's the lag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we don't <laughs> have trash trucks, so that's good. That's true. We don't have a trash truck right now. So, how do you feel about where you're going? Right now, I feel really good about it. So you have I'm gotten like, up off the ground and the you're move. ready.
1: Yes. Yeah, yes, I'm on the move.
0: I yeah, I think I can see. I was actually thinking, okay, wait, where's that quote that you sent me a bazillion days ago, or that email that you sent me? Remember? When we were ones? just getting our, we were going to get our podcast started and you found in your archives, wait,
1: what, what about the archive? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Where I was talking about hiding under the desk. Yes. <laughs> I remember.
0: So you, so Elizabeth found this, um, email exchange that we had way, way, way back. I had started thinking out loud. I don't know if you know, I don't know if everybody knows this history. So here we go. I'll just tell a little history. So Thinking Out Loud started initially in conjunction with Harrelson Press as a place where we could talk about publishing, but mostly I was going to interview really cool people, and (laughs) I was just going to talk into the microphone, into the space myself, because I had a roommate in college who told me that I could talk to a tree and come away perfectly satisfied, because goodness knows I have enough words. So that's how it was going to be, and I was going to do this. And not have a co-host necessarily, but have kind of a rotating co-host. And then Elizabeth emailed Sam about some marketing stuff for Writing Refinery. And then Sam connected us. And here we are, 107 episodes later. I know. But Elizabeth found this email <sighs> about how she was so scared to get on and talk.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was hiding Well, and I that. think
0: about those... I think about those first shows, and I think, gosh, I feel like you you have changed a lot since we started, and how you approach the business, that's how you see yourself, you have your personal blog, you're working on your book. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, I've really come out of my shell in the past two years. It's
1: kind of crazy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I didn't know you before, so I mean, this could have been how you were, but... <laughs> I don't know
1: I think I go through phases when I was in college I was very much more out of my shell and then I crawled back into it for a while I needed to be back well sure back life out. does it to
0: you sometimes yeah it's I think true. we all have those periods in life where we have to crawl in our shell and just you know be in our shelf a bit yes but it gets there's really a reason bears hibernate <laughs> yeah there's a reason bears hibernate it's true it's true Anyways, I think it's really exciting, and I like to look back on those things and think, oh my gosh, think about where we were. I think when we started, I had only published one yep. book and had another one on the way. Crazy. Yep. But it is interesting. Did you, you posted something about this today, about how you have to show up, you have to get up, and you have to about, go about to work. Which, I'm sorry that
1: we're breaking up again
0: about uh showing up
1: yes it was elizabeth gilbert again she was the one that posted up really? about that on uh instagram she said show up and one day you might be lucky and burst into bloom
0: i like that i like that and i feel like both of us are <laughs> rising up super true yes Yep.
1: Yeah. awesome
0: well, tell me what you're reading.
1: Um, So, I'm sorry, I missed, did you say something? Yeah, what are you reading? Oh, are we going to talk about what we're reading? I see. I'm still in the trenches reading novels for friends. Um, so I'm working on one right now for a friend of mine. But I'm I see the light at the end of the tunnel on it. So when I'm done with that, then I have a stack of books next to my bed to go ahead and keep reading.
0: Nice. Yeah, I saw that stack. It looks really good. And I'm of course, as I've referenced here multiple times, I'm reading Brené Brown's Rising Strong and it is excellent. It's so yeah. good. It's just really, really good. Nice. And for those of you who've ended up um face planted in the sand, carpet, <laughs> hardwood floor, whatever it might tantrum. be. Right. I would highly recommend this book as a way to get yourself back up. It's really good. Well, if people want to contact you about writing, editing, all of those good things, where could they find you? You
1: can find me on the web at www.writingrefinery.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, uh, Goodreads all writing refinery, although Instagram, it's writing refinery 22. Um, but everywhere else it's writing refinery. And then you can also find me, um, on the web, on my author website at dot um, for stuff that is not technically writing related, but more creative
0: life related. So. Yeah. And if you want to talk to me, you can find me harrelsonpress.com, add Press on Twitter, and Haralson Press on Facebook. Hey, if you are face down in the carpet, in the closet, under your desk, wherever you are, get up. Here we yeah. are. We're here. Exactly. Join us. Come talk to us about it. And in
1: the meantime, keep writing. Keep getting
0: up. <laughs> and keep thinking. Bye.